welcome everyone. Excited to see everyone's faces. Uh, as, as I always say at the beginning of these meetings, it's, it's always great to continue to connect with people, even though we, everything that's been going on, uh, it's still great to see everyone every week and hopefully we provide you with some value today. Uh, today we have Jeff Walston, who's a good friend of mine and he has been in the commercial construction business for some time now and hopefully he can provide you guys with some insights on everything related to the commercial construction process. Uh, I've, I've been in the business for just over a year now uh, and I can tell you that, that it's a very in-depth process and I still am nowhere near an expert and so I think that uh, Jeff will help illuminate that for us uh, today. Uh, generally speaking, Jeff, when we start these meetings, we just like to get to know uh, a little bit about the other person. So I, I, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into commercial construction, I think that'd be great. Sure. Um, so hello, everyone. Jeff Walston, Premise Construction. Uh, so I started actually in the residential sector of family business um, growing up through the years um, which we dabbled in commercial construction off and on. Um, and what intrigued me about that was just uh, the, the way that commercial construction's so uh, precise and set up. Because, um, I mean, you're, you're looking for um, precision and, and you have to also look out for the health and safety of the general public. So um, I, I kind of, I, I like that aspect of it. So that kind of brought me over. Um, that um, which led me uh, working internationally for a commercial firm uh, building out dental labs central and South America uh, from uh, working here in Louisville and Kentucky and in southern Indiana uh, doing just renovations and building and construction and commercial sector uh, so that brought me along from uh, working internationally um, and I got two kids so um, that kind of brought me back home when they are starting to get old enough and asking where I was. So I started Premise Construction to uh, kind of help with the balance of work and life and still do what uh, I love to do. So That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't realize you had worked internationally to create some of those dental labs. That's pretty awesome. I, I lived in, I, I think I told you, I lived in Santiago, Chile for four months when I was uh, doing, doing an exchange there when I was in college. So yeah. So. Big fan. Yeah, I built I built a lab down in Santiago. It's a beautiful city, isn't it? Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's the smog gets really bad in the wintertime, which would be the summertime there since it's like inverted. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful city. I still have some friends there. Uh, it, it's amazing for uh, for someone like me going down there, architect or anything. It's just their subway system, how they built a city on top of a city is just amazing, especially in consideration like uh, once a week, they have what two, three, four earthquakes all the time, okay. and they built this massive city on top of a subway. It's like the engineering uh, there is just wow. I was in awe. I was impressed when I went there. Yeah, when I was living there, we had we had multiple earthquakes, and people are just like, oh, you know, I mean, they're not big, but you feel a shake, and you're like, oh, it was just an earthquake. Don't worry about it. It's funny. Yeah, that, yeah. I actually had a funny story. Is uh, so I, I can speak Spanish to, enough to get by. And I bought this new drink that everyone said to try. Um, and I was actually having a business meeting when an earthquake happened. And I just took a drink of this particular drink. And I'm looking down like, oh, my goodness, what is in this drink? But I didn't realize it was actually an earthquake that was happening during the whole business meeting. So, yeah. Well, that's cool to know that. And 
but as, as far as your commercial experience, could you kind of walk through maybe a typical uh, commercial construction project? And I say typical with air quotes, because obviously there's not every, every construction project is going to be different, but maybe if you can walk through one that you've done sure. in the past and kind of explain uh, how you analyzed sure. it and how you kind of went through the process to, to, to fulfill it to completion. Sure. Um, so a typical one, uh, most recent one was a commercial renovation for us. Um, so what we normally do is kind of, if they don't already have blueprints and a design laid out, we'll walk through them, uh, this original space and kind of uh, walk through a design to lay out blueprints and everything. Um, and once we do that, we'll get started creating the blueprints. Um, um, then call the local city uh, to make sure there's not any new regulations that's popped up in that particular part of the, whatever city that we're in. Uh, once we do that, um, in the blueprints, um, while we create them, we also got to follow uh, like the National Fire Protection uh, Agency Code regulations, ADA as well. And then you also have their commercial mechanical uh, codes and regulations that are different from residential that you have to follow. Um, and if it's a food-based business, um, you're actually, uh, you're gonna be dealing with the health and safety department at that point as well. So all those aspects that we have to get started, which could require a month, maybe two, if you're in a food-based business, as you know, or FAO and a particular one that you went into uh, in a bakery, I mean, you're, you're at the state level then. So you're, you're, you're sitting around waiting once you, to get all your ducks in a row, particularly. Uh, once all that happens, um, then we get to start on what I'd like to call smart demolition. This is taken into the aspect of the consideration of the project at hand. So um, like you're going to account for a wall going somewhere. You don't necessarily have to take out the entire uh, ceiling or ductwork system. Um, so it's a lot of planning ahead. But uh, if you do your, the smart demolition, it's going to save dollars and actually time. So. Um, once that starts, uh, during that time, we'll pre-order all uh, finishes and be working with the client of what they want as far as paint colors, flooring, uh, base, even new ceiling looks and design and at that part. Um, and then we will get started on the rebuild of the space, uh, calling the mechanical contractors, get them in. Um, and once that's done, we will get going on um, the rough inspections and do a walkthrough with all the inspectors. Uh, make sure everything's uh, going according to the blueprints. Um, so, and once we do that, um, of course, along the way, we're giving updates to the um, business owner or leasing agent or investor, whoever that we're dealing with and all parties uh, in consideration of the project. So um, <clears throat> once we did that, I mean, after uh, we pass those inspections. It's time to do drywall and uh, build the space out to where you can start seeing the finished product uh, with all the finishes and such. Uh, and then, of course, the last inspections, which we'll have to get all the inspectors in for the fire suppression system and emergency exits and AD, make sure the ADA is in compliance, uh, and then all the mechanical and structural inspections to finalize the the project. So. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's a super in-depth process. And I, this is something that I'm learning more and more as I'm starting to be in the business longer. But, uh, and this kind of leads into the next question, uh, which is uh, what are some of the common pitfalls you see business owners make when, when 
they undertake building out a space. Uh, so this applies to both business owners who are looking to lease a space and they want to build out the property uh, or they just buy a building and now they want to make it into their own functional space for their business. Um, I would say not being properly informed about the commercial building codes and regulations. Um, it's commercial is not like residential where, I mean, you're, you're dealing with the health and safety of the general public. So um, I think that's the main pitfall that people don't realize how in depth that you must go in, in, in order to keep the public safety. Uh, for example, is that, that bakery um, deal that we uh, were looking into, uh, I mean, they had a, we just set up the plumber and get plans and designs and sent off to the state and health department. And that takes weeks to a month, I mean, to, to get that properly set up and designed. And um, I mean, cause you're dealing with sinks and grease traps and uh, plumbing blueprints uh, all at the state level. So it's not just the city. Uh, I mean, the national level as well. Um, and, and on that particular project, a pitfall that was overlooked is um, just not the knowledge of the plumbing. Um, so for instance, she would have to add another restroom and enlarge the current one to meet the ADA compliance because she was going to have a small sit-in uh, space for people to come in and eat it. So um, I think that would be the, the, the most common is the, the knowledge. So I, I would say um, on this particular one, just again, just get someone who's a general contractor in commercial construction, particularly that has experience in whatever business that you have, if it's retail to restaurants to uh, industrial, um, they have that experience and stuff like that. That's who you need to have in your corner uh, to help with the, the pitfalls that a business owner could face. So. And, I'll, and I'll even add to that a little bit, and this may not necessarily be a pitfall, but it's an expectation. Like a lot of people think it, since this is they, they kind of attach what happens in a residential environment to a commercial environment. So number one is the time it takes. And then like you were mentioning, you have to go through the state uh, and then there's various other different moving parts that are in place that you necessarily don't have in, a, in the residential setting, which elongates how long it takes to get something done. And then also the price. I feel like that's something that's that I a lot of is like the sticker shock. Um, yeah. That stuff. And I, I don't know if you've, you've had multiple experiences with that. Yeah, um, in commercial construction, you you can't get your aunt and uncle and cousin who uh, knows how to do construction to come in and, and do these projects. That's that cuts all them out. So you're you're dealing with commercial pricing in that aspect, and and that's that all falls in, you know, it all falls in with the general public. I mean, the pricing is what it is to keep everyone safe, um, and that's what people need to realize. It's, it's not that. Uh, these companies are going out there and trying to gouge people with pricing. It's no, we need this particular dollar amount in order to keep everyone safe. Even, even the construction workers and like my employees, even during that process, it takes, I mean, you're wearing hard hats and safety goggles and PPE. I mean, that, that, that jacks up a sticker price as well. I mean, you have to protect everyone during the whole process and even after you leave. So. So with, with this group, we, we tailor this group to both business owners and investors uh, because those are the people who really deal in the commercial space. So sure. similar to the question we had before, uh, what are some of the common pitfalls you see investors make? Because they're going to have slightly different um, 
pitfalls than a business owner who's maybe using that space as a for a functional use for their building or for their business operations. Sure. Uh, one thing that I've experienced is they didn't get the right people to invest in the, that particular part of the city. So within a city, you might have, for instance, in here in Louisville, Kentucky, we have uh, Jefferson Town. So uh, those particular city regulations are, are slightly different than the rest of the city. You have to go through their building um, codes and regulations. So, um, and then it goes from the city could be, uh, the regulations could be what the exterior are for proper signage uh, that could cause you, you know, if you're putting a McDonald's on the corner, maybe they don't want the sign to be high enough that's typical for McDonald's or such. Um, you may not be able to get acceptance for proper parking. Um, and, or um, you couldn't add the parking because you wouldn't be able to control the storm water runoff. Um, all that is parts of the investors when they're investing. In, and that's something particularly in both new construction and and if they're built, if they're investing in a um, building that's already there to, to renovate. Um, or an, another one would be historic property. That's that's a big one. Um, I mean, now you're getting into the historic society of each city. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and also um, another pitfall is each year, uh, if an investor is investing and they're planning on investing next year, the codes and regulations might have changed. Um, I mean, international codes are changing all the time. Whether the state or city adopts them, um, that's something that you, you need to know. And it goes back to the, the knowledge of who you have around you and part of your team, whatever general contracting uh, construction company that you actually have. So, Yeah, and that's a great point. And I, I think that, that that also lends itself to to the fact that if you were if you're going to buy something that requires some sort of construction component, you should yeah. get involved with a commercial general contractor early, and hopefully <laughs> you can even have them with you as you go through the process of trying to buy the property, because yeah. they're going to be able to see some of those pitfalls. And if because if you were to buy that property and all of a sudden your intended use is not functional for that space, or there's other there's other pitfalls that you've fallen into that now just make don't make the deal profitable. I mean, that could really hurt you. So uh, I think if anything, getting someone involved early in the process and having constant communication with them uh, to make sure that all the, all the, the T's are crossed and I's are, audit, I's are dotted, I think that's crucial. Um, Absolutely. Another point that while you were saying that was you get them early because you might be building an office building, but you don't know if you can go over one, two or three stories in that particular part of the city or whatnot, because they don't want to change the skyline, so. Or parking requirements. So exactly. You buy, you buy a parking, you buy a building and all of a sudden there's not enough parking and you're like, oh no, no one wants to lease the space because there's not enough parking. And then you, you can't expand the parking because you don't have yeah. enough, enough land. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of parts you got to consider. And that's why I think it is really important to include a, a commercial contractor in your, in the buying process. In particular, if you're looking to purchase a, 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 something that's gonna require some sort of renovation. Absolutely. Um, definitely. So, so as far as estimating costs, I know this is something that I've gotten a lot of questions on and I'm sure that's, you get this question all the time. Uh, is there a way for people to kind of have an idea of what, just by looking at a space, uh, what some things may cost 
um, as far as the, on the commercial construction side. That, that, that goes back to hiring a knowledgeable and experienced general contractor in that particular project. They're going to know from prior years of their construction kind of roundabout pricing, whether or not um, if you're trying to estimate, I mean, it's, of course, that's all guesswork. Um, I would say hire three general contractors, do not accept the lowest bid. Um, compare the bids, make sure nothing's overlooked. If something's overlooked, ask that contractor the question, like what's, what's going on here? Why is this overlooked? Other people are adding that or uh, give them a chance. Um, they may have overlooked something and fair enough. Um, and check for what projects they've done. Um, kind of look and see, have they done this particular project in the past? Are they capable of doing my project? Are they experienced in it? May they have only done one. Um, and then uh, another thing is don't forget uh, all the safety costs again, job site fencing, your PPE that I'm sure a lot more people are getting familiar with, with the pandemic here. Um, and even in particular part of a project, you might have to have nightly security just to protect material and everything like that. So, I mean, all that goes back to the knowledge and hiring the appropriate general contractor and even um, commercial real estate agent. If you're you're looking for land and building and stuff like that, that they have knowledge in that as well. So it, it all falls back to who, that, that would be my best tip. Um, if you're trying to do that yourself, uh, I would say that's pretty hard. It takes years of experience to be able to walk through something um, and tell you what exactly what that's gonna cost. Uh, if you're trying to take that on by yourself, you're, you're, you're gonna wind up losing a lot of money in the, in the back end for sure. Sure. And, and I'll even echo that sentiment in, the, in that it, getting multiple bids, I think is important, like you were saying, and, and vetting each commercial contractor to make sure that they have the track record. And not only that, but you could, you could contract a, com a commercial contractor that's very large and has a lot of overhead. And that may, that may also be factored into their price. So price. it's not always necessarily the greatest idea to go with the most established and largest commercial contractor you can find because they bake in some of those overhead costs, whether that's the the office that they have to pay every week, every month, or the employees that they have. You know, there's a lot of moving parts in some of those larger organizations. So if you can find someone who's experienced, does a good job, and they're well compensated for their, or they're they're fairly compensated for their time and 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 their knowledge, I think that's your best bet. And I think that's kind of in that middle range. You know, if you get three bids, it's probably that that middle guy most likely uh, is is going to be the person that. Can provide you with the most value for what you're looking for um but yeah i mean and so now that we've kind of talked about some of the main ideas of, of the commercial construction process what are some of the things that that a business owner investor can do to help streamline that that process so uh, similar to residential real estate when you undertake a, a construction project there inevitably are going to be delays you know there's there's certain things that are going to happen throughout the timeline uh, that may or may not go go as planned, and it's always safe to assume that that's going to happen uh, because you you don't want to be caught off guard if that if that were to happen and you weren't planning for it. So, what I guess my my question is, what are some a few things that you you think business owners and investors um, can do to help streamline the process to make sure that you're that they stay on time and hopefully on budget with with their project? Uh, I mean, it falls back to vetting the general contractor, feeling comfortable with them. Um, 
seeing what projects they had and what they've done, um, seeing if you know anyone that they've done projects for, how did that go? Did, did it go well, the standard budget? Was there any unforeseen things? Um, and ask your general contractor for a project calendar um, to see the timelines, see what's going on, see what happens. Um, and set up interval weekly to bi-weekly walkthroughs of the job site. Um, take the GC and project manager and job supervisor to walk through with you, ask them questions, uh, see what's going on. A good general contracting company is gonna do that for you. And that, that's what they should do. That's, I think that's required for everyone to do that. Um, and if you're doing that, um, everything should, anything that pops up should be caught. Um, you should be aware of if you're a business owner or investor uh, immediately. Uh, this is going to change the timeline or this is what we can do to keep it on the same timeline. It might cost a few extra dollars, but let's do this and try this. Um, and it goes back again, I'll keep saying it's a knowledgeable and experienced general contractor. And if you can find those that you feel comfortable with, uh, your project shouldn't have too many issues. Um, and even if they are, uh, I mean, what's better to say is like, Hey, we had this issue, but don't worry, it's taken care of and we're staying on budget. And, and the timeline hasn't changed. Uh, I mean, for me as a business owner, I would love to hear that. I love to hear that. Um, so that, that their project is, is done on time and within budgets. Yeah. And, and I'll even, I'll even add to that with, and that's kind of been the common vein is, is communication and, and not just letting someone take the reins and, and let them figure it out for themselves. It's, it's really, it's a team effort. It's you and the yeah. general contractor working together make sure the project's brought to completion. And, and if something is out of the ordinary, just speak up and, and, and talk with your general contractor. If you properly vetted them and they're, they're a, a good professional, they should have no problem answering any questions you have. And I think that's something that, that Jeff kind of talked about and kind of alluded to. And I think that's an important, an important idea there. Um, so yeah. So I guess that's that's the main questions I had as far as the um, the the preset questions. So if any of you guys have any particular questions you like to ask, uh, feel free to type them in the comment box. Uh, we have uh, I'll be looking both here on Zoom and on Facebook, uh, and then we'll ask Jeff these questions. I guess I have one question uh, for myself. Sure. I have another one, additional one. As far as the the estimation process for the commercial construction projects, do you do you encourage people to do like a best case scenario, worst case scenario, uh, just to kind of factor in some wiggle room? Yeah, I, I would say is even at the most knowledgeable and experienced general contractor, if they put a a set price in there, you can almost expect that it's going to be variable. It's that's going to be, it's fluid because it, you don't know, especially if you're doing a renovation, that, that's, that's going to be hard pressed. Uh, even a new construction, I mean, within a foundation, they might think that there's just pure dirt there and they get into uh, limestone and stuff. And now you're uh, trying to dig, dig through rock to, to set foundations. I mean, it's something that it's, it's sight unseen and um, that, that's something that should be uh, discussed and say, hey, you know, that this is the number that we're going to shoot for and stay on budget. But, um, you know, we we can't see through walls and we can't see through earth. So, mm -hmm. 
And if, if we could, you know, I guess we would have <laughs> set prices, not a problem. But uh, for the most part, they'll be able to stick with it. But there, there, it's some, there's always something. There's always something on one project. I mean, even for me, uh, there's always something you, you get into and uh, something comes up or do this or do that. It's just open communication, speak with each other um, and see what you can work through. There might be something that you don't necessarily need on that particular project if something comes up that you can still stay on budget and with that and on the time frame on the same timeline. So yeah, no, I agree. And and what I'll say from from a from a brokerage side, uh, if, if if you're looking to buy a building that that needs construction, um, generally speaking, when you have the worst case scenario, best case scenario, uh, it helps from a funding perspective too, because banks obviously are are cautious by nature. So if you can provide them with an outlook and say, look, this is the best case scenario, this is the worst case scenario, and then show them how you handle each scenario. Uh, then that that obviously helps from the funding side. And then you also bake in some extra potential costs with the commercial construction side of things. And I mean, that that makes sure that that you're not overshooting uh, your budget. And then all of a sudden, you're, 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 the returns just don't make sense, whether you're a business owner or an investor. So really, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Okay. Uh, do, does anyone have any questions as far as the the commercial construction project is concerned? I'm checking. I'm checking here on, on Facebook as well. So, we've got a, about four people on Facebook. So, hello to everyone watching on Facebook. I guess let me let me pose a question to you, Jeff. Uh, what sure. do you wish? Uh, I guess maybe name a few things that you wish people um, uh, to provide some insight on what you wish people knew about the commercial construction project that would kind of help, um, I guess, maximize the value they receive from the, from the, from the interaction. To maximize, um, expectations, that, that's a big one. If I think before, even when you get the idea of buying, building, um, go ahead and start talking to contractors. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to say, hey, I'm thinking about a project. What are some tips or tricks or something that I, that I may overlook or not? I mean, to have that, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we're kind of we're kind of doing that right now with 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 one. I'm looking at a building to purchase potentially, um, and I I called yeah. up Jeff and I was like, hey, you want to come check this out with me? And so we would just walk through the building and and uh, just kind of gave me an idea of what what I could expect. Obviously, it's it's very rough figures because we don't know yet, but that that gave me a solid foundation to kind of now project what my do do the financial analysis on it to see if I can get things done uh, from an investment standpoint. Uh, and that can be the same for a business owner. If you're looking to purchase a building or do a build out or something, getting a contractor involved and walking through the space um, can kind of give you an idea of what, what you can expect. And maybe that gives you some, some, some leverage so that if let's say it takes, you're building out a retail space and it's going to cost 50,000 to do the commercial construction, maybe that gives you some leverage to then go maybe to the landlord, the owner and say, Hey, look, this is how much this is going to cost. I'd like to either get a credit or whatever else uh, when I'm looking to purchase or, or, or renovate the, the if, if it's a lease, then you could get maybe a credit 
from the owner known as a tenant improvement allowance in order to build up the space. So. Okay. Rafa, Jeff, I'm going to have to jump off here. Thank you. Yeah. Good to see you. Yep. Got yeah. another meeting. No worries. All right. yeah. Good seeing you, Harold. Thanks, okay. Harold. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it doesn't look like there's too many more questions. So, I guess what I'll do is I'll just, I mean, really thank you for your time, Jeff. Uh, I think it's, this is great. And, and thank you to everyone on Facebook as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be sharing this on uh, Facebook and YouTube. So, you'll have this available. Uh, to, to rewatch at a later date and just always excited to see you guys and provide some value and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for having me, Raphael. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks guys. See ya.